You are listening to Grab Them by the Pod, a member of the Ace Podcast Network. To another edition of Grab Them by the Pod after a brief hiatus. I am Kevin along with Jesse, and we've got a lot to talk to you tonight about politics. So, Jesse, what can you tell us? What's the good word about Donald Trump in Washington, D.C.? Well, before we talk about Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., I want to talk a little bit about Kevin in Hartford. A couple weeks ago, you went to the March for Our Lives in Hartford, and I know you brought your son, too. I saw some great pictures. We posted them on Twitter. But I want you to tell us about the experience. What was it like? Uh, do you think you made a difference? Do you, do you notice any change going on? Uh, and you know, any fun stories or anecdotes you may have? Well, you know, I've been an, a, par, a participant in a number of rallies and things of this nature in, in my life, and they, they're they always a little bit exciting, sometimes a little bit confusing. Uh, this one seemed pretty well organized, and considering the fact that it was led by students, high school and college-age students, the ones who put these marches on around the country. Uh, and the one in Connecticut was led by uh, Tyler Suarez, who's Aunt Dawn Hawksprung was the principal at Sandy Hook Elementary School and who was killed along with 25 other people back in December of 2012. Uh, he led the march at the Hartford State Capitol, the Connecticut State Capitol in Hartford. And, you know, I got to tell you, he was an excellent host for the rally, um, spoke from the heart, the, the speakers, the other young people that were there. It was just it was invigorating. It was inspiring. Uh, there was upwards of 10,000 people uh, at that rally. And, you know, the signs, you know, there were some pretty clever, uh, witty signs. There were some pretty straight, direct to the point signs. Um, but the, the vibe, the energy was very good. Now, that being said, we have to see where this goes. We have to make sure that this movement does not stop. You know, rallies are nice and everybody's together singing Kumbaya. But, you know, where will this be a month from now, two months from now? It's keeping the pressure on our political leaders to make sure that some change is enacted. So, you know, Hopefully people don't just give up after one rally. You know, it's going to take a lot more than that. It's going to take putting pressure on uh, elected officials, you know, writing them, calling them, keeping in their ear so that they know that you're still paying attention uh, to use a word you hate, Jesse, to know that you're still woke uh, uh, to the cause here. So um, it should be interesting to see. But, I, you know, I certainly enjoyed it. And my son, it was his first rally at seven years old. Uh, he made his own sign. Uh, keep kids safe. You know, we let him decide uh, what he wanted to say. Um, you know, and it was a really great day. It was a great experience. I, I felt very positive afterwards. Yeah, I, I just want to add that along with the woke, I think problematic is one of my least favorite words. Maybe I'm just showing my age, but I don't know. Um, I also want to add that uh, you know, I'm not much of a marcher. Like, you know, I, I've rallies have never been really my my thing. So while you were out there doing all of that, I was with your wife actually shopping for a new sleeper sofa that's going to be hopefully delivered this weekend. So thank you to Mrs. Kevin for her help uh, while you were out doing that. That sounds a lot uh, worse than it actually was. It was a lot more innocent uh, than No, that. no, no. I, I literally needed a new sleeper sofa and wanted someone else's opinion, and uh, she was nice enough to come with me. 
All right, turning our, our attention back to Washington, D.C. and Donald Trump, and in this case, a little uh, further south towards the border, uh, Trump has announced that he plans to deploy U.S. troops along the southern border to prevent illegal crossings, uh, quote-unquote, until we can have a wall, which you know probably won't be anytime soon. Um, this will dramatically increase the U.S. presence along the Mexican border. And uh, let's remember the U.S. Border Patrol and not the military is supposed to be protecting our border. So uh, I don't know what's going to come of this. Probably nothing good. Well, according to the Washington Post this afternoon, President Trump will sign a proclamation tomorrow that will send National Guard troops to the border. So apparently it's happening. He loves to sign these proclamations and these executive orders that really need nothing but his signature and act like he really accomplished something. Uh, it's it's not that big of a deal. I mean, this, this happened because people like Ann Coulter were getting on Trump about the immigration issue, and he does what he always does. He uh, listens to TV, he listens to criticism, and then acts on it without really putting much thought into it because he's a very reactionary president, uh, but not in a good way. Yeah, Fox News equals real news. Let's forget the compromise with the Democrats. It's not going to happen. Uh, DACA is probably screwed, for lack of a better term. He's going all in. Uh, and for some reason, he continues to blame the Democrats for DACA not getting fixed. I mean, he's the one that refuses to pass a clean bill on the deal, but it's somehow the Democrats' fault. They they have the House, the Senate, and the White House, yet it's not their fault. Uh, he's also been talking a lot of trash about our border, saying, you know, our laws are so weak and so pathetic. It's like we have no border. Uh, he just loves trashing America. For someone who says you know, he's going to make America great again. He really likes to put it down a lot. Well, because if you put it down, there's nowhere to go but up, right? And that's his whole scheme. Make America great again. He, we're he, terrible. We're low. We're bad. We're going to make it great again by listening to Trump. Yeah, you, you really think that we were like a fourth world country, the way he explains things, and the things are just you know horrible. Um, and he, he could have had his wall. Chuck Schumer was willing to give it to him in exchange for, uh, for helping out the Dreamers a few months ago. But he, you know, the combination of stubbornness, pride, and the bad advice from people like Stephen Miller uh, really just stopped it from happening. Um, he, he really just needs to listen to reason, uh, but he has nobody really working within his administration. Uh, well, the few people who are still there and, and do listen to reason are slowly uh, leaving. So uh, at a certain point, he's going to be filled with, with Fox News contributors uh, and uh, people on far-right places like Breitbart that are really going to be giving him all his information and his ideas. And that's just going to be uh, not good for the, for the country as a whole. Well, you know, we'll just save some money by sending the National Guard to the border. God forbid, the military needs more money. The Democrats don't want to pay the military money. He wants to take this money and send people to the border. He wants to take money from the Pentagon and build the wall. It's really just insane. I mean, this this is not going to end well, and you just – Pissing off one of our biggest partners, Mexico. He can talk trash about Mexico all he wants, uh, but pretty soon it comes to a point where we've pissed off the Canadians, we pissed off the English or British, whichever one it is, we've pissed off the Mexicans, and then when we need their help from something, they're going to be like, we don't want to deal with you because you just talked trash and not helped us all. Uh, it, it's one thing going after our enemies, but you shouldn't be biting the hand of our friends, especially when we need to work with them in the future. Well, and it's all to prove a political point. It's it's him wanting to make good on a promise he made during his campaign. So it's interesting to see how low he will stoop 
uh, you know, he this plan keeps denigrating first from a you know thirty something foot high wall, titanium steel, now down to a fence, now down to well, we can't get the wall, so I'll just send troops to the border. You know, what will he stoop to just to try to prove some sort of point that he's going to secure the border between the U.S. and Mexico? It's kind of like he's playing uh, an evil game of limbo. How low can you go? How low can you go? That kind of thing. His administration is really in turmoil, too. Uh, We've seen a lot of departures in the last couple of weeks. Uh, After our last show, uh, Trump announced that he was replacing National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster with former ambassador to the United Nations, John Bolton. Let's remember, this comes after Sir Huckabee Sanders said that General General McMaster isn't going anywhere and that she just spoke with POTUS and McMaster... And contrary to reports, they have a good working relationship and there's no change at the NSC. This is why she has no credibility. She says things like this, and then a day later it changes. Yeah, and it's no surprise that Bolton has been picked uh, to head up national security because, you know, since his time in the Bush administration, he's done some other things like form super PACs and raised more than $9 million during the 2016 elections to help elect Warhawk candidates, according to Politico's Maggie Severns and Marianne uh, Levine. So he's been active in trying to get people like Donald Trump elected Mm -hmm. to push his hawkish agenda. And now, surprise, surprise, he's being offered a job within the Trump White House. Let's be honest. Uh, McMaster was one of the few people we were just alluding to uh, that's considered an adult in this administration. Bolton, as you're referencing, is not really an adult. He's a warmonger, like you said. Um, He's one of the primary cheerleaders in the war in Iraq back during the Bush administration and refuses to admit they made any mistakes on that. You know, you you can look back at things you've done and go, yeah, you know, we could have done better, but he refuses to do that. He wrote a New York Times op-ed saying uh, to stop Iran's bomb, bomb Iran. Uh, uh, He's in favor of proactively attacking North Korea. And the biggest point that sticks out to me, Kevin, is that mustache. I don't know if I can trust somebody who has that kind of mustache in 2018. I don't know. Makes you skeptical. But, you know, like any good warmonger, he enlisted in the Maryland National Guard in 1970 to get out of being drafted to fight in Vietnam. Uh, that sounds like something I would do, probably. But uh, I, I actually, we, last episode, I think we talked a little bit about our cartoon president. And the last episode on Showtime, they made a joke about Tillerson uh, leaving. And I really hope they leave now, they get rid of McMaster and add in Bolton. Because if, if someone is made for a cartoon, it's definitely Bolton. Um, he, he also, for the last couple of years, has been a, a Fox News analyst. He's worked for the conservative American Enterprise Institute. Um, like you mentioned, his activities uh, between the Bush administration and this administration uh, just call out that he's perfect for the Trump administration. Uh, I, I hope – I actually read somewhere that he had to promise Trump that he wouldn't start any wars. And if you have to promise you're not going to start any wars, you probably shouldn't be there to begin with. And his fingers were crossed behind his back the entire time. Now, his super PAC – also had ties to Cambridge Analytica. So, hmm, what trouble this may bring. And according to CNBC, he's been meeting with White House lawyers about possible ethics violations due to his PACs before taking over on April 9th. So, you know, we could end up without him taking uh, this position after all, if it's proven that some of these uh, ethics violations will prevent him from being able to serve. But, you know, I don't like the direction this is heading. Can he beat Scaramucci's time? What was it, like 11 days or something that the Mooch was there? Uh, maybe he can be that. Uh, you know, we knew McMaster was not going to be long for this world uh, when he said that there was incontrovertible uh, proof that Russia had meddled in the 2016 election. Trump did not like this. And McMaster also pushed out a lot of the hardline officials that his predecessor, Mike Flynn, had hired, which kind of ticked off a lot of the uh, Trump hardliners. 
So, uh, McMaster, I mean, you've had a long career. I hope you enjoy your retirement. It's, pr- it's probably better to get out uh, while the getting's good. And to think we all breathed a sigh of relief when Bolton left his job as ambassador to the U.N. in 2006. Oh, man. Um, and, you know, uh, McMaster is the only person that's leaving. Uh, Trump tweeted out last week that he was removing Veteran Affairs uh, Secretary David Shulkin and replacing him with White House Physician Admiral Ronnie Jackson. That's Ronnie with an R-O-N-N-Y. Uh, we've said it before, Trump's like to act he's a tough guy. Uh, but he never really fires anybody to their face unless it's on a TV show. Um, prior to this presidency, Kevin, could you imagine a member of the president's cabinet being fired by a tweet? I know Twitter's new, but if, if Obama had fired like John Kerry and said, hey, we're replacing John Kerry as secretary of state with somebody else, that's insane to think that would happen. Yeah, it's a little unbecoming of the office, I would say. Uh, Jackson's been there since 2013, so he was there when Obama was there. And I know you know his position wasn't a partisan role, but he just said some ridiculous things during the press conference uh, on Trump's physical, uh, I guess it was late last year. Uh, he said that Trump has incredibly good genes. I mean, I don't see that, and his children leave something to be desired. I think he said he said if, if Trump had a healthier diet over the last 20 years, he could have lived to be 200 years old. Like, what? What? <laughs> the comparisons to Kim Jong Un and the North Korean dictatorship are are remarkable here. You know, he lives forever. He has no butthole. What do you mean? My man has no butthole. What are you talking about? Uh, I, I just don't understand. I mean, I, I don't want to be you know uh, attacking uh, Ronnie Jackson before he actually takes over, but. Uh, Jackson has no experience running a large organization, but Trump still thinks he'd be a highly trained and qualified person to run the VA. And you know, the VA has not been without its problems over the last uh, decade or so. So we'll see how it goes, I guess. I mean, Kevin, you, your father is a veteran. Does he have any thoughts on this or is that just you know, not something that bothers him in a daily, daily setting? Well, I haven't had any conversations with him about this particular incident, but, you know, from previous conversations – about the VA. The VA does need some uh, cleaning up. The VA has been, you know, lax in its efforts to be able to assist our veterans uh, in their time of need. So it, it does uh, warrant somebody going in there and, and doing their due diligence. I don't know that Ronnie Jackson necessarily mm-hmm. is the one for that job. I don't know that he's not, but it would seem that appointing somebody directly from the physician to the president up to a cabinet level secretary. Uh, like we're skipping over some people who might be more qualified. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, since leaving Shulkin has really pushed back, and so the White House has claimed he resigned. Uh, he told uh, Jake Tapper that he was committed to making sure this job was seen through to the very end. Uh, but you know, the White House just disregards that stuff and says, yeah, no, he resigned. Uh, he's also said the White House refused to give him an opportunity to defend himself. Uh, there were some accusations that he misused taxpayer dollars, and he kind of wanted to set the record straight, whether you know that would be helpful or not, or whether it would be truthful or not. Uh, but the White House kind of uh, held his hands back and wouldn't let him talk. So I think it's just another example of uh, maybe being in the Trump administration isn't all it's cracked up to be. Well, and the the fact of whether or not he was fired versus resigning actually matters here because the Federal Vacancies Reform Act of 1998 allows the president to appoint an interim secretary only if the current one dies, resigns, or is otherwise unable to perform the functions and duties of the office. So the semantics here do matter. Uh, by saying that he resigned, it uh, instead of fired means that Trump can get around the law here. 
So that's why they keep pushing that he he resigned, whereas you know, Shulkin is trying to make the point. Normally, you'd rather say that you quit or you resigned rather than be fired. But in this case, he's trying to point out something that has been done where he has been wronged and where the Trump White House seems to be trying to get around the law. I like the deep dive, Kevin. Good job. Bravo. Well, those are the two that are officially gone, but uh, there's maybe some other people who may be leaving uh, sooner rather than later. So Scott Pruitt, uh, he might be next on the list, although uh, the Republicans are really backing him and standing up for him. Uh, He's the head of the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. uh, Who happens to hate the environment. Yeah, well well before – I think he sued the EPA several times before he was actually appointed to run the organization, uh, which he was suing. Makes sense. Um, So apparently he paid $50 a night to live in a condo co-owned by the wife of a lobbyist with clients – uh, regulated by his agency. Seems cheap. Did he get mm. that at Airbnb? Really? You know, I, I lived in D.C. Uh, $50, or which would equal like $1,500 a month, is actually a pretty good deal for D.C. That's what place was running out where I was, and I was like 18 miles out of the city. Uh, and you can't take that kind of deal from a lobbyist or the wife of a lobbyist who represents people who are regulated by the agency you had. It's one of the first things you learn when you uh, start working for the federal government. And as a former lobbyist, you know that's a big no-no. You don't do that because you're going to get in trouble and it's going to screw your career. Uh, it can't be innocent. This administration is so full with coincidences. You know, we just happen to know all these Russian people. I just happen to be living at a place that's owned by the wife of a lobbyist that's regu- you know, with clients in the in the energy sector. It's I don't buy it. It's ridiculous. And Pruitt uh, is not only facing this scandal this week, according to CBS News. Pruitt has garnered raises of $28,000 and $57,000 for his top two aides that followed him from Oklahoma to Washington, despite the White House denying them. Uh, He has, of course, claimed ignorance in an interview and has said that it should not have happened. But nonetheless, he's in some hot water. You know, one of our listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was – Pruitt, who uh, travels by first class, because he says if he sits back in you know the co- in coach, uh, people yell at him because they don't like the job he's doing. So because he doesn't want to get yelled at, uh, he sits, goes in first class. You know, if, if you're going to be yelled at, people who the hell recognizes the EPA administrator? If people recognize you and want to yell at you, maybe you're doing a bad job. That's that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. You, you know things are bad when Chris Christie is crapping on you these days. Uh, Chris Christie said, I don't know how you survived this one. And if he has to go, it's because he never should have been there in the first place. Ouch. Uh, Pruitt's hitting a new low. Yeah, I, I might have to say this is the first time I've agreed with Chris Christie in a while. <laughs> uh, you know, the EPA's top ethics official says that Pruitt's lease didn't violate anything. Uh, at the very best, it just looks really, really bad. Uh, and maybe it's something you shouldn't do. Uh, at the worst, it's it was a violation. I don't know. I mean, Pruitt should know better. Uh, I may not just agree with these guys, but they they're not stupid, stupid. They may be stupid. That's stupid, stupid. They should know better. They just did it anyways. Yeah, I don't believe that they are that stupid. I believe that they are scamming us, and they think they can get away with it from their positions on high. Ugh. And then there's our friend Jeff Sessions, who we've talked to a lot about, talked about a lot of this podcast. Uh, he's been uh, constantly facing the ire of, of President Trump, and there's been talk about him leaving, or at least trying to be pushed out uh, many times before. Uh, he, just a few days ago, Trump uh, Trump 
tweeted out, so said that the Department of Justice, by the way, justice was in quotation marks, so said that the Department of Justice and the FBI are slow walking or not even giving the unredacted documents requested by Congress, an embarrassment to our country. Uh, this has to do with the GOP's belief that there is some potential abuse uh, and criminality at the department during the 2016 elections. By the way, which Trump won, um, you know, the Democrats and I think most people see this as just a distraction uh, to take the focus off the Mueller investigation. But he's calling his own Department of Justice and FBI uh, an embarrassment to our country. I, I can't even believe that. Well, Jesse, it's interesting you should suggest that this is a diversion from the Mueller investigation because this week, according to several sources, Mueller has told White House lawyers that Trump is not a criminal target at this point. You know, perhaps it's a way for him to get Trump to talk. Yeah, well, I also think that Mueller said that he's not sure he can indict the presidents, but you know, he can bring stuff up against him that could lead to an impeachment. Uh, we'll have to see. But uh, it, the main thing here is that he appointed Jeff Sessions. He appointed Christopher Ray. These are his dudes. Uh, he thinks it's an embarrassment because uh, he doesn't realize that these guys work for the country. I mean, yes, it's his administration, uh, but they represent the people. And I, God, I can't believe I'm defending Jeff Sessions as, the, you know, representing the people. But uh, that's what this administration is, does. It makes it's strange bedfellows, uh, these these kind of situations uh, uh, bring up. I, I, I don't know. I, I really think he wants Jeff Sessions to quit. But if I was Jeff Sessions and you had and I've gone through this much crap and given up my safe seat in the Senate, I would say forget it and just suck it up for the next two and a half years. Just as well, as we've seen, Trump demands loyalty more than, you know, constitutionality. So uh, here it is. He expects these guys who he appointed to do exactly what he wants them to do. And, you know, that's not exactly how this little system of democracy works. And I didn't have this on our rundown, Kevin, but one more thing I saw just before uh, we came to this podcast that now uh, Secretary of the Interior, Ryan Zinke, may be in trouble, too. Apparently, a third of the senior officials of the Department of the Interior uh, that were reassigned under Ryan Zinke were Native American, even though less than 10 percent of the people who work at the Department of the Interior are Native American. That doesn't look good. What's going on there? Uh, And and they say this finding comes days after Democrat lawmakers demanded an investigation to whether Zinke uh, discriminated when he reassigned 33 career officials last summer and follows on reports that Zinke has repeatedly told the the DOI officials that he doesn't care about diversity. Again, it's just another example of a Trump secretary, Trump cabinet member uh, going against people because, I don't know, they're not white enough. Pretty much, yeah. The Trump administration not exactly known for being inclusive. No, and and there's a difference between – not being inclusive and then being blatantly exclusive, I guess that's the way to put it. You know, he's they're going out of their way to reassign people as opposed to just not hiring them. One's not good. The other one is definitely worse, at least in my opinion. Oh, um, so when Trump wasn't yelling at his own uh, cabinet members, uh, he was also yelling at Amazon. He went on a rampage against them this week. And through that, Jeff Bezos in The Washington Post, uh, he tweeted out, I am right about Amazon costing the United States Post Office massive amounts of money for being their delivery boy. Amazon should pay these costs plus and not have them yeah. born, which I think he yeah, just spelled born. Yeah, that's B-O-R-N-E, by the way, you very stable genius, you. 
<laughs> I think he was watching maybe like the Born Identity or something. Um, by the way, Born is not a word that I think Trump uses in his daily life, so I don't even know if he read this. Anyways, uh, and not have them born by the American taxpayer, uh, many billions of dollars. Post office leaders don't have a clue, or do they? Like, <laughs> what? I don't even know what he's trying to insinuate there. Uh, but, you know, Kevin, the, the truth is the post office is actually making money off the package delivery uh, for companies like Amazon. It's uh, The money they're losing is due to a 2006 law, which requires them to pre-fund future retirees' health benefits. But, you know, Trump never lets facts get in his way. Facts are just inconvenient things that he might have to take time to look up. So just, you know, shoot from the hip. Your supporters will follow you like lemmings off the cliff. <sighs> They, they really will, and that's sad. And I'm sorry if you're listening. You are a Trump supporter. Please, I, I ask you, listen to other opinions. Yeah, we we may be sounding a little smug in our uh, as we go against Donald Trump, but you know there there is another side of things, and you can listen to other opinions other than the president's. To me, the bigger problem at hand is the president of the United States is personally attacking a company, and you could argue that's political in nature. Uh, he's actually referred to it as the Amazon Washington Post in the past. Uh, and you know, that's causing the stock market to kind of take a tumble, and it's hurting sh- people who own stock in Amazon. Should the president be singling out certain countries? And yeah, meanwhile, them? Kellyanne Conway's plugging Ivanka Trump's clothing line. So you know, this the the ethics here are slim to none at best. But you know, who's counting? Yeah, you know, hey, we accidentally talk about uh, Vivanka's thing on, on White House grounds. Oops, a doodle, our mistake. Um, but I tweeted about Amazon. Their stock falls 8%, and the company loses $60 billion in market value. Uh, that's that's the power the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, has. And not to sound corny, it's a power that we should use for good, not for your own personal problems. I, I actually, there's an article out by the Washington Post that sounds like it's something about Seinfeld's Festivus, saying that there's the airing of grievances in the Trump White House. And yes. that's true. <laughs> the feats of strength will take place later. Uh, and, and by the way, if he if he gets what he wants and starts costing Amazon more money, who do you think is going to start uh, paying more money? It's going to pass that cost on the consumer. It's going to hit the average American's pocket, and the average American uses Amazon. So uh, he's screwing you. He's screwing me. He's yeah, now that's a major concern in my household as my wife is a frequent Amazon <laughs> shopper, uh, multiple boxes a day delivered to my doorstep. Um, yeah, that's 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 not going to fly around in these parts. I, it's like a drug, though. Ooh, another box from Amazon. Sometimes I don't even remember what I bought. It's so exciting. What could it be? Then when it doesn't come when it's supposed to, it's very upsetting. So uh, don't don't raise the price of my Amazon, please. I need it. Um, so over the past few weeks, Kevin, uh, a lot of people have really been freaking out over these Parkland students. Uh, a lot of them seem to want the kids to shut up and go away. Most of these people are on the far right. Uh, and that's what's great about these kids. They don't care what the right or the left wants. They care about raising awareness and making a change. Uh, and we're really seeing that in, as they respond to these people on Twitter and in the media. Yeah, you know, the right's really coming off as kind of the crotchety old neighbor who says, get off my lawn. You know, it's let these kids do what they feel is best because they're the ones who lived through it. And you know what? In the meantime, they might help out the rest of us, too. Yeah, they like to act like, well, a couple weeks ago, these kids were just eating Tide Pods, and now they want to make difference. You know, okay, that's, that's really, it was funny the first 500 times you said it, uh, but this is a real uh, issue that we have to deal with. Um, Fox News host Laura Ingram made comments mocking David Hogg for not getting into a few different colleges he applied to. You know, that's right. An, an adult mocked a 
kid from not getting into college. And then earlier this year, Ingram had also told LeBron James that he should shut up and dribble uh, rather than comment on politics. So uh, celebrities should all shut up when it comes to politics unless they agree with them. Then it's okay. They can yeah, and you know, I'm pretty sure that given all that's happened over the last month or so and his very well-spoken, mature response to it all, David Hogg can now go to any college he wants. I mean, he's got a heck of a transcript to back him up now. Well, you know, that's he swore once on in an interview, so he's a scumbag. That's, that's what they'll tell you, you know. How can you listen to this kid? You, how would you want your kids to look up to him because he swears? And I've said this before. So he sweared a couple times. Big freaking deal. I would rather him swear and show some real emotion than toe the line and, and not, get, not get anything done. And one of the things he's done uh, through all of this is a call for Lori Ingram's top advertisers to stop supporting her program. And they started to do just that and uh, cause Ingram to issue an apology. But uh, guess what? Uh, apologies that come after you start getting hit financially aren't real apologies. And I think David Hogg agrees. He said that a bully is a bully, and it's important that you stand up to them. It's really sad. It's disturbing to know that someone can bully so many people and just get away with it, especially to the level that she did. And I have to agree with yeah, that. Yeah, apology was real sincere, Miss Ingram. You know, the Parkland kids are on the right side of history here, and I wouldn't mess with them. You know, they have the moral authority on this issue. Um, I, I get out of the way a little bit. It's only in Trump's America where uh, kids can survive a shooting where a bunch of their friends were killed and then they're the jerks for trying to do something about it. Uh, I mean, you have lunatics like Ted Nugent, too, who are attacking these kids. Uh, you know, yeah, he's a singer. He's also well known for being a conservative and just like loving to kill everything he can. Uh, he said that David Hogg has been brainwashed. It's tragic. I don't think this guy can be fixed. The guy is a lost cause. He's consumed with hate. He is part of the problem, not, so, not the yeah. solution. Seems he's projecting <sighs> a little bit there. I, I would say it sounds more like a description of Mr. Nugent himself. Well, I haven't, I haven't heard Laura Ingram say anything about Ted Nugent shutting up. I wonder why that is. You also have people like Frank Stallone <laughs> talking trash. But, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, his most famous – the most famous thing he ever did was be a guy singing around a fire in the original Rocky that his brother starred in. I don't know why he's – Yeah, you know, I've always wondered why, you know, guys like Nugent or, or women for that matter who love to shoot things so much don't volunteer for war, you know. Hey, why don't you go over to Afghanistan right now if you like to shoot stuff so much? Yeah, no, that that would be signing up for the man, man. They just want their guns and do their business and shoot anybody. I mean, I know lots of people who have guns and you know like to shoot, and for the most part, like whatever. It's not it's not part of. Their, I mean, it's part of their life, but not part of like their very being, the very fabric of who they are. And that's cool. It's the people who are. I think I think I mentioned this on a previous episode. Uh, some guy on Facebook told me that if David Hogg comes for his guns, he's worm food. Those are the lunatics who we have to stop. I mean, those are the people that I think even the rational people who like guns would say exactly. Are nuts. I mean, talk about brainwashed. I mean, that's the NRA speaking through this person's mind right there. You know, it's that's how they control the membership. They're coming for your guns. Oh, gosh. And, and let's be honest. If the government was really coming for your guns, you couldn't stop them. Oh, we have a bunch of AR-15s. Guess what? They have, like, rocket launchers and airplanes and stuff. But uh, it's, it's not your, happening. Your guns would be gone yet. already. Yeah, really. Well, last thing I want to talk about uh, is, you know, kind of a crazy story when you think about it. Uh, Trump has apparently invited Vladimir Putin to meet at the White House. Uh, No plans have been made, but the offer's out there. Is this a good idea, Kevin? Perhaps there can be a threesome with Kim Jong-un in the mix, too. You know, that's a a planned meeting that's set to happen in May. Why not have all three get together, you know, go out to a bar, hash some things out? 
Leave us all in a better place. You get to get some vodka from Russia. I'm, I'm sure everything will be great. I can't believe I'm saying this but our, about our president, uh, but under no circumstances should be Trump left alone with Putin. Who the hell knows what made it happen? Uh, Putin's former KGB and and you know, I mean Trump could be manipulated by just like you or me if we were in a room with him. I, I wouldn't want the, someone like Putin there because Putin may be a bad a bad hombre as the president may say, uh, but uh, he's not an idiot. He knows what he what he's doing, and uh, I, I really think you got to have a body man on on Trump at all times. Yeah, the man could wrestle a bear uh, and win, so I'm pretty sure he could take <laughs> down our president as well. Uh, let's not forget this guy. This dude literally hacked our elections, or he ordered the hacking of our elections. He killed people on British soil. That Trump is like, eh, you know, whatevs. Uh, now's not the time to meet with or even talk about meeting with Putin. I know Trump thinks that it's, oh yeah, I'm going to keep a good relationship with Putin and Russia, and we're going to mend fences. Uh, Putin's been using Trump. I think he probably laughs about it. And uh, whether Trump knows it or not, it's going to keep happening as long as he allows it to keep Man, happening. That brings me back to you know the Bush years, the old line where I, I looked into his soul, and I know he's a good <laughs> man. He didn't do it. Oh, man. Um, I'll take facts over uh, looking into someone's soul every day, but that's just me. So what do you have, Kevin, for Kevin's Corner this week? Well, Jesse, it's been a couple of weeks since I've had the opportunity to express my views in this public forum, and it would seem that I might have so much to pontificate about. However, I must continue to come back to a familiar refrain and keep the message short and sweet. With all that comes out of Washington of late, including the idea of militarizing our border with Mexico and war hawks being appointed to cabinet positions and corruptions in what was supposed to be a drained swamp, there is not much to be enthusiastic about. That is, except for our youth. We may be critical of them at times, especially for their penchant for the internet and social media technology. However, it is this generation that is leading the movement toward change while the wise, old, entrenched politicians continue to let us down. It is becoming clear that in the words of John F. Kennedy, let the word go forth from this time and place that the torch has been passed to this new generation and they are tired of asking their country to do for them. They are going to do what's right for their country. From your mouth to their ears, Kevin. Remember to go to our website, Grab Them by the Pod, to see all the wonderful things we have out there about our podcast. You can find pictures and bios about, about you, Kevin, about me. Uh, you can find the links to all our social media accounts, links to different places you can listen to our podcast. Uh, you can even send us uh, an email. You know, Kevin, I was getting my hair cut last week, and I was talking to the woman who was cutting my hair, and she mentioned that her daughter was actually in Washington, D.C. at the main uh, March for Our Lives rally. And I said, well, you know what? I actually used to live in Washington, D.C., and I have a podcast, and I and she wanted to be a history teacher. I go, well, my friend and co-host is a history teacher. I gave her one of our cards and asked her if she has any questions about living in Washington, D.C., or just wants to listen to our podcast and check us out. So uh, if you're listening, I'm glad to have you on board, and if not, well, I'll just get my hair cut off to tell your mother to give you another kick in the pants and have you come listen to us. So, now that I've said that, until next time, Kevin, it's been fun. Later.